everyone, and welcome back to I'm Frickin' Lonely. How about you? Staying connected in the time of COVID. Yeah, yeah, still working on a new title, but this is still it for now. Here we are halfway through January 2023. So to any listeners, happy belated New Year. In December, this podcast turned one year old, and I want to thank all my guests and listeners for helping me with this project. Let's keep it going. Today, my guest is Valerie McKinney. Valerie is the Executive Director of Commercial Manufacturing for Otsuka Pharmaceuticals, where she's been for nine years. Prior to that, she was in engineering and manufacturing with Bristol-Myers Squibb for 20 years. Valerie is a master of logistics and is a great example of a woman excelling in a male-dominated field. I met Valerie years ago when she relocated from Indiana to New Jersey for her job with BMS, and she's since become my very best friend. Her story today will be unlike any others I've featured on this podcast because during the pandemic, her life took a drastic turn, but I'll let her tell you about that. Hi, Val, and thanks so very much for joining me in this conversation today and for sharing your story with our listeners. Well, hello. Yeah, (laughs) so glad you're here. And uh, so maybe as a part of the intro, you can tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, well, as you mentioned, um, I am from the Midwest Kettering, Ohio. Which yeah, is, right next door to Dayton. That's you right. know, it's, we have that in common, along with a, a whole suburb. bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it's a suburb. And uh, I was just, always jealous of people who lived in Kettering, frankly. Oh uh, well, then <laughs> but then we all got jealous of Centerville. Oh. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and Oakwood. So, and Oak. Oh well, yeah. yeah let's not even go there. Yeah. <laughs> no, just your basic uh, Midwestern upbringing. I public high school. Um, Three siblings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just your usual stuff, uh, regular activities, nothing fancy, mm-hmm. you know. Then I uh, went away to Purdue mm-hmm. and uh, great got engineering school. Engineering, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you're either a farmer, an astronaut, or an engineer. It's, oh, I it's, love that. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much it. A, a total nerd's rule. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, then I took a job at Alcoa in Evansville, Indiana, and that's what got me to move there. Uh-huh. And met my husband uh, three days later and stayed 30 years. Wow. So what about your engineering background sent you into manufacturing? Well, it was funny. I was going to be a dentist because I was very <laughs> good. <laughs> I think about that now. That, that makes me think of uh, the, that. No, Rudolph, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. be a dentist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep yelling, don't do it. No. <laughs> um, I found uh, as a chemistry major that I hated chemistry. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very glad I was at Purdue because I really do think, I thought then that engineers drove trains. Oh. I'm mm-hmm. not really kidding you. I no. never knew one, never. And then I took some tests. And they said, you'd be very good at this. And, but actually, uh, Dayton, Ohio, was, remember, it was mini Detroit. There were five divisions of General Motors. Oh, that's right. And I got a summer internship there. And once I walked oh, into oh, the I factory okay. at Delco Marine. Oh, Delco Marine, yeah. Once I walked into the factory, I felt like I had found where I belonged. Uh-huh. And cool. Yeah, and it... Besides uh, Girl Scout tours, I'd never been in factories. I'd never known anyone who, you know, worked in it. And the entire concept of an assembly line, I was just glued to it. Oh, I love that. I, 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 you know, most people would go, boring. Oh, my gosh. I could watch it all 
day. That's so cool to yeah. learn how people get attracted to yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I tell Their people. Their ultimate to, calling. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, there was no question I've spent my life uh, with manufacturing. Uh-huh. I love it. That's, that's so. cool. And then, it, you know, I guess going into pharma from Alcoa, you, well, you had your kids, but yeah. you took a break there. But Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. Um, I was an industrial engineer, and going from Alcoa, and then uh, Evansville has huge BMS uh, facilities. Oh, okay. And it's funny. The job was very similar. It was just a lot cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, can yeah. imagine. <laughs> Alcoa is filthy, and boy, are pharmaceuticals clean. But the concept was the same, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, it was just a lot and cooler also uh-huh. instead of being hot. And, yep. But uh, I ended up uh, engineering supply chain. I was a plant manager. I was head of distribution. I just spent my life uh, supporting or analyzing or driving uh, the factory floor and love it. Mm-hmm. Just love it. So I retired from there. They moved me to New Jersey. Yeah, and that's how we met you. Yeah, that's and right. I'm so grateful for that. Yes. Big pharma area here, yeah. folks. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> if you want um, be in pharma, be, to, be in New Jersey. And then it, in most of pharma, when you turn 55, I'm old enough that I had a pension. Uh-huh. And so uh, I retired from BMS and started working uh, for Otsuka. Like I retired on Friday and started on Monday. Uh-huh. And um, and Otsuka is actually a Japanese-owned company. That's so correct. you did a lot of traveling to Japan. I've been there <laughs> once or twice. And I'm responsible for all of commercial manufacturing, but the... or manufacturing of commercial product, Mm -hmm. so not clinical. Mm -hmm. But our vendors now are all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, because now most of pharma, the companies don't own their own factories anymore. Like my old factory, uh, they sold my distribution center to Excel. This is BMS. They sold my plant to AstraZeneca. Yeah, BMS um, is down to just a few facilities and in Otsuka the only manufacturing we have is in Japan everyone else is contract and oh. that's really the way most of pharma is so okay. but the concepts of what I learned being on the floor helped me so much working with my vendors uh-huh because they can't pull things over on me oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah they'll go oh it doesn't work that way no I know it does <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so Silly. it's been, um, so I'm very, very grateful uh-huh. for those, uh, that, that time spent uh-huh. uh, on the plant because they can't pull things over on me. True that. And yep. plus, you're a woman, you know, so they might assume things too. Uh, I was in a major <laughs> meeting last week, huge meeting, uh, only female, two weeks ago with a big major vendor, only one other woman. Yeah. It's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on our uh, leadership team, I've been there eight or nine years still. And then when you go to Japan... Oh, goodness, yeah. I'm bigger than everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a radio show, but I'm almost six feet tall. Uh-huh. Trust me, when I go to Japan, they all look up. But <laughs> yep. Physically. I, I look up to Valerie, too, in many ways. In many ways. If, if Valerie says, turn right, I turn right. Yeah. <laughs> Because she knows tall. the logistics. That's very sure. tall. Yeah, so, um, well, 
we get together with you guys and do just about everything with you yeah. guys now yeah. and uh, and love it. You know, we've, we've really, you know, sort of adopted our own traditions yes. now that you're here. Um, so let's maybe move into the family. pandemic yeah. and oh, how yeah, that yes. impacted your family and, you know, your ability to see your family. Yeah. And, or what were your first inklings of the pandemic? I think you were traveling or yeah it and of all places um we went in late february uh i guess it was 2020 20 19 i'm losing track oh it was 2020 yeah yeah in fact you guys left just right after we did like a week later or something yeah Uh, we were in australia and new zealand and on a cruise ship yeah that's terrifying and we kept hearing about tom hanks uh, making the Elvis movie in Australia, and he had COVID. Mm-hmm. And we noticed uh, when we were in Australia, because of the COVID in China, apparently a lot of folks from China vacation in Australia. Well, he so was it, like the first famous person yes. to get it, right? Yes. But we were on this cruise ship, and it was funny because during the evolution of the cruise, even midway, they closed all of the common areas, like the library, uh, the gambling, Casino, oh, yeah. uh, casino the yeah. puzzles, anything. Puzzles? Because you use your hands. <laughs> that and, would break my heart. <laughs> and uh, also the buffet, you pointed and they filled your plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't leave a bread basket. I mean, I have to say they, they were very cautious. Mm-hmm. Um and during one point, I even thought, boy, maybe when I go home, I should work from home for a week or two, you know, because people will think I'm like the plague. Uh-huh. And um, only to have the day that we flew home, uh, March 13th, is the day they closed their office. So I didn't even You didn't have work. to worry about didn't it. didn't have to make that decision. Yeah, I know uh, that we were worried about you guys being able to come home. Oh. Because we knew you were on a ship. We're like, oh, my God, they're on a boat. <laughs> we came the exact day the world closed down. But I will say one thing. We kept hearing about toilet paper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everybody was hoarding toilet paper. And I knew when we left on vacation, I didn't have as much. And I said to Jim, we're going to get home. We're going to have to get out the old Sears robot catalog. You, know. <laughs> you can get a bad paper cut that our, way. Uh, our younger listeners will <laughs> no have to spot. ask someone about that. For but, sure. Kind of like the phone book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the phone book. Oh, younger but listeners don't know what that is either. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But actually, in our little suite of the... Um, of the ship that had four rolls of toilet paper and I put them in my suitcase and brought them home. I do not fault I, you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't I steal them because I feel thinking. I paid for them. Yes, but that's true. Yeah. I said, these may be the last ones we ever see. <laughs> so, but we made it home safely on March uh, 13th. And again, that's the day the world closed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we made it in under the wire. The, the, the bad part is our children, our son, uh, his wife and two kids live in Indiana. Our daughter, her husband, and their daughter live in North Carolina. So lots of Zooming and FaceTiming. But, um, well, thank God for that technology. Oh, gosh. 
And yeah. a lot of people are already doing that, people who had grandchildren yes. or, you know, family remote. And we were, but we would also periodically sure. visit, and that all went away mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. for a very long time. So Yeah. yeah. yeah that, was the, that was the bubble, which really kind of sucked. I'm, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But speaking of sucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, you know, I, into it, yeah. I know, I know. I, um, so Valerie has a very different, has a very different story to tell yeah. really from anybody else. Again, like I said, uh, that I've talked to, um, because she, um, learned something during the, and it was during the pandemic really, right. Uh-huh. That you were diagnosed, uh, yeah. because so what was, so let's just, Tell everybody about it. Yeah. Um, what what happened to you? It's, it started with some a fall or something. Actually, in 2019, was it? Uh, no, 2020. Oh, it was in 2020. Okay. So uh, my form of exercise is walking. Mm-hmm. Just doing a lot of walking and listening to podcasts and <laughs> such. And wait, wait, uh, don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, wait, <laughs> always. Um, but uh, three, five miles, you know, easy. And, um, and so in the fall of 2020, um, I will say at first around my ankles, uh, started tingling. I thought that was kind of weird, but it was the fall of 2020 over September, October, I tripped, I was walking. And if there was like an uneven sidewalk, Mm -hmm. I would hit it with my toe, fall down on all fours. Oh, I'm getting klutzy. You know, mm-hmm. oh gosh, what happens when you turn 60 and blah, blah, blah. And then it was when you and your family, Dan, Alexa, and Jeremy, were over for dinner mm-hmm. on one of those back patio dinners. Right, yeah. We have two steps and we had our chairs. And I think I went down to tend the fire or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I went to walk up. Again, my foot, I tripped on the step. I slammed down into my chairs. Everything went flying. And I thought, okay, this is enough. I'm not that big of a klutz. Right, yeah. So um, I made an appointment with my primary care. And she watched me walk. And she said, oh, you have a drop foot on your right side. Your, your foot's not picking up. Mm-hmm. Huh. So she said, I want you to see a neurologist. So um, I made an appointment, and uh, this would be November, December. Mm -hmm. And I saw the neurologist, and she ordered an MRI, which I had on New Year's Eve day, Mm -hmm. last December 31st. Also, I kept up my walking, no issues. For Christmas, uh, Jim, my husband, got me walking sticks. Mm -hmm. And I got out my hiking boots I had worn in the Galapagos, because they keep your foot kind of stable. Mm -hmm. Still walking three to five miles. Um, I had a lower MRI, had an upper MRI. She also did an EMG on my right leg. Mm -hmm. Electromagnetic, giantly painful. I don't know what the G stands (laughs) for. Um, I don't either. It's probably one of the most uncomfortable. They put like probes and needles and put electricity in your in your muscles. Oh wow. And um and it came out everything came out kind of normal aging. Oh, a little pinched nerve here, a little disc or something. So uh, the doctor said you have a normal aging pinched nerve and I was going to physical therapy. 
still walking three miles, etc. And then in early March, um, it's 2021 then. 2021, yeah, yes, thanks. Um, I walked one day uh, like six or seven miles mm-hmm. on a Sunday. It must have been just a gorgeous day. And on Monday, I was in my house and I tripped and I slammed down on all fours. Mm-hmm. I did not hit my head, but I have to admit, I had to kind of crawl over to the steps. It was, kind of seeing stars a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was yeah. seeing stars. And that's when things started really kind of feeling numb in my legs and strange. And I went back to the neurologist, and she said, well, you had a concussion. And I said, didn't hit my head. I said, doesn't matter. Then I had an MRI of my head. I figured this time I'm starting to glow. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to glow. And um, she came back and read it in April. And said, um, no, you you had a concussion, you're fine, keep going to physical therapy, etc. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get better. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing how... You'd give your left nut to uh, yeah, explore that yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. Except she doesn't have any nuts. Yeah, I don't have any. And, um, but finally in May, I was feeling worse and my energy was going away. I went back to my primary care love that woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, should I go to another regional uh, neurologist? She said, nope, they'll all tell you the same thing. And her comment was, you're going to the big leagues, either Penn or in New York, Columbia. Mm-hmm. So I chose Penn and um, I couldn't get I couldn't get an appointment until December. She called them back. I got one July 12th. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I went in and um, I met with a fantastic neurologist uh, July 12th. She spent two hours with me. Uh, she then said, I want to do a full EMG, both legs and your arm, your right arm, and got me in one week later. And she did it again. It's not a comfortable uh, mm-hmm. test, but after they did that, you know, it's never a good sign when the doctor says, how about I go get your husband to come in and discuss the results? No, that's, that's, that's like the worst thing good. you can have. Yeah. And the first thing she said is, I believe you have ALS. And you, you, I just can't tell you how shocking. Well, and nobody can put themselves in your shoes. No. Absolutely it's, not. It's, it's, or, except for other people who have been diagnosed yes. with, with that particular thing. I yeah, know, I, you know, as friends... Yeah, we were, you know, everybody I think was going on with doing Google Medical. Oh, oh it yeah. can't be that. It's got to be. It, it's got to be. It's got to be MS. It's got to be, you know, MD, MS. MD, yeah, whatever. I would rather have cancer, MD, MS, Parkinson's. Take mm-hmm. them all. Take them all. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, that's. And so then what she said was they had a very good ALS center mm-hmm. uh, there at Penn. Uh, of course, she has to make that appointment. Yeah. I had to have a spinal tap. And really what ALS, it's funny, I also had blood work that I had to get at the hospital. Mm-hmm. My primary care couldn't even do those tests. Mm-hmm. What ALS, um, there's no definitive test. Mm-hmm. Right. You so have you to just rule out, rule out other stuff. Yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's funny. I got that spinal tap. I never wanted to fail a test so bad in my life. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, clear as it could be. And uh, then I went and I met, thank goodness, the doctor at Penn, the ALS, is the head doctor, uh, Dr. Elman, uh, Lauren Elman. She is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But she spent two and a half hours with me testing and pushing and pulling and doing things, reading my EMG. And while it's not a definitive test, the EMG is a very strong indicator. Sure, yeah. And um, what, if for the listeners, ALS is the dying of the motor neurons in your muscles. Mm -hmm. That's, okay, so it's a neurological, it's a neurological disease, but it takes away all the control of your muscles. There is no member of, uh, by the way, I did a genetic testing, mm -hmm. um, nothing in my family history. I got lots of cancer and heart attacks. Mm -hmm. Nobody has anything neurological at all. The good news is both of my children are adopted, so they can't pass it. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's good. But in general, um, it is the slow death of the motor neurons in your muscles. And that's why that electrical probing into your muscles mm -hmm. can tell how it's, you know, checking and things uh -huh, like and the that. Response. Well, so is it normally genetic or? It can't, that... only maybe 10%. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's just out of the blue. You're it, the one that drew the fucking short straw part. That's, right? no, it's, uh, yeah, uh, there is, there is nothing I'm, not overweight, I exercise, I eat right. I've never puffed a cigarette, much less smoked one. I've never even smoked pot. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And maybe you need to start now. Yeah, there you start go. Start with all the vices, get them in. You do them all. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it, I have never been so blown away in my life. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I apologize to, I, I'm not in a competition with people. I'm not. But ALS is about the worst, one of the worst diagnoses you can have. Oh, I agree. Because there's uh, no treatment. There are only three drugs, a brand new one. They all have horrible side effects. And the only thing they can do, one of them I've been taking since day one, mm -hmm. but uh, they may give you three to five months. Yeah, they yeah, only slow the progress, but yeah. they don't stop it. Yeah, and meanwhile, in the end, it's not just my arms and legs. I will lose my, right now, my speech. I'm working very hard to enunciate, but the last six months, your tongue is a muscle. Mm -hmm. I will lose my ability to speak at all. I will lose my ability to eat your throat. Mm -hmm. I have extra saliva. These are all muscles that do this. Mm -hmm. uh, my ability to breathe, mm -hmm. your lungs kick out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you literally become a vegetable. And, but not mentally. But not mentally. Yeah. And then the Which is other. It's kind of tough. It, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part is um, the vast majority, and I know everybody always goes, oh, well, Stephen Hawking lived 55 years. And I always say that same logic would work if I watched Michael Jordan play basketball and then went, I'll take up the sport. 
I mean, mm -hmm. it's one in a bajillion. Right, exactly. The vast majority of ALS people die die within two to five years of the beginning of their symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it's been two for me, a little over two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing that can be done. Mm -hmm. uh, there are only 20 or 30,000 of us in the U.S. And the reason there aren't treatments is because we die so quickly, you can't develop it. Being in pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. I know how long it takes. Everybody progresses at a different speed. I am a little slower, which mm -hmm. is good, mm -hmm. but um, I take Ruyuzol, one of the drugs, and people say, "Does it do? You know, has it been effective?" And the point is, you don't know how you are going to be without it. Yeah, true. true. It's not like everybody has the same speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just do it, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's a mind blower. Yeah, it's an absolute. I, I still. Oh, of course. Every day you think, what did I do? Uh, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Well, the fact that you got this diagnosis during during the pandemic, yeah. you know, um, yeah, you had, it was really interesting to me that you had said that actually it was a benefit yes. that everybody was working from home. And I was thinking, well, it, you know, you know, gave you time maybe to develop coping mechanisms, although coping, give me a break. And then, and then uh, you're, having to tell or have the folks that you work with know about it. So kind of car carry us through maybe both of those things. What kind of coping mechanisms did you have to try and develop? And then, you know, how, how you gradually let the folks at work know or... Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's... A, I'm one of the few people who was glad for the pandemic and COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason is... Once you find out you have something so horrible, everybody, when you tell them, first of all, they all want to help. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that. I feel good that I have so many friends and colleagues and that who want to help. But it's like you live it over and over. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want them to treat me differently. Well, we were all at home on Teams calls. They can't see. Mm -hmm. And I don't look any different. No, nope, you don't. And um, I have orthotic She's still braces. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, orthotic braces on my feet mm -hmm. uh, to keep them from dropping. But can't see that when you're sitting. So I didn't want work to treat me differently. I will say, in the very beginning, even as I left the doctor, I called my, I texted my boss. He was with me the whole way. He was so supportive. Uh, he told the senior execs, you know, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. the people who needed to know at work knew. Mm -hmm. Little by little, I told friends. Of course, I told family right away. I told friends I saw. I told oh, the right. friends, I, how can you mm -hmm. hide it? And I started, you know, getting a cane. And uh, although I can walk with my orthotic braces, you know, without it. But I, I told little by little, told girlfriends from college, a small group, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. But mostly it's because I wanted to explain why I wasn't at the reunion, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I kept it small. And then probably in the last 
year, in April of 2021, um, I told my direct reports. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a team of close to 30. Or was it 2022? No, 21. Oh, you told them. Oh, Wait a minute. No, it's... God, I don't even know what it well, is. Well, the same. Yeah. yeah. April of... I was diagnosed in August of 21. I didn't tell uh, my direct reports until... April of 22. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the people, I would go into the office once every, maybe two times a month. Mm -hmm. I could walk slowly. I didn't use a cane. Mm -hmm. I could walk. I would always take the elevator, not that, you know, which is unusual. Nobody said anything. Yeah. Uh -huh. I told my daughter. you were normally a stair taker. I always, again, this exercise. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, I also told facilities, they were fantastic. Um, because I was scared there would be a fire drill. Oh, And yeah. I can't uh -huh. take the stairs. Uh, the gentleman who is in charge, they always would tell me in advance so I can get out of the building. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, they are all certified with those chairs. Sure. You know, but it was important. Facilities knows my situation. Sure, definitely. And uh, because I'm hiding it from everyone else. Right, yeah. So little by little, I told people, and I told my direct reports, and the reason I had to tell them was everybody was traveling to our site in California. That's too much work for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, it's a, no way. And Even they, when you're well, you know, yeah, traveling. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was great was they all just said, fine. They did not treat me any differently. Well, you know, you, you're not your disease, and that's, no. that's the thing that's you know, you always worry about is people will then for, forget the real you yes. and start <clears throat> thinking of a sick you, and that's, that's just not right. And they go, oh, yeah, and, no. you know, and it's true. Nobody I mean, wants that. Yeah, so, but then finally, um, and this summer my husband Jim and I took a uh, cruise for our 40th anniversary, mm -hmm. and we rented a little scooter mm -hmm. for me, you know, and I was able... My mobility in August was much better than it is now. Um, I was able to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa and what have you. But we made special provisions, obviously. Didn't take hikes or anything. But I started last summer feeling like I was lying to my team. Oh, right. I yeah. love my team. Mm -hmm. They are my family. I, I mean... Not in place of my other family, but... No, no. Yeah, I they are. Your, they're your second family. The yeah, people and, you spend and, most time with. Yeah, <laughs> and they would go, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I would say, oh, I've got something. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. And so finally, in September, we had a big meeting where everybody flew in. Mm -hmm. So I decided that was my day. Mm -hmm. And um, September 20th. And so what I did, I had a team meeting... And then the broader team met in the afternoon. worked out well. I had written an email to the broader team, and my team walked into the room, and the minute we closed the door, I pushed go on that email. It's 11 o'clock meeting, so everybody then knew. Mm -hmm. When I told my team, there were tears, there were hugs. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and... And I like that, you know, the, the young gal said, well, I'll tell you what, you got to get rid of that ugly black cane, but we need some bling, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of my guys was telling me you could buy canes that have switch blades. I, whatever. <laughs> you 
you know, or electrical probes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cattle prod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, I don't want to say we didn't take it lightly because over the next week there were tons of tears, mm-hmm. but they were there. Mm-hmm. And then that night what was good is everybody went to that place where you throw hatchets. Oh, yeah. And we, they could ask me questions. Mm-hmm. They were like, just got it in the open. And then mm-hmm. I also sent a note to other colleagues who are not my department. Mm-hmm. And I said, please tell people. But you know, just Tuesday of this week, I was in and a gentleman um, saw me with a cane, a guy I've worked with since day one. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I told him, but yet I've had other people, they see me with a cane and then they go, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Did you get drunk on New Year's Eve or whatever? Right. And then you have to say, no, I have ALS. And then they feel like shit. <laughs> and then they feel like shit. And yeah. so if I could put it on the company newsletter, mm-hmm. I would, to keep them from being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. True. Well, it's, people feel awkward about, I mean, it's nice that you, I mean, it's great that you're telling your story because people yeah. feel awkward about asking. Yes. How often have you known, uh, I think you're actually the only person I've ever known who's had ALS. Yeah, yeah. But even, you know, somebody with with a cancer or whatever, yeah. people don't feel comfortable. Give me the details. Yeah. You know, I want to know what, what the what this is about, you know. And so you don't really learn anything. And um, so it's really great that you're <laughs> sharing that and that you are will, you were willing to reach out and tell everybody at work. Yeah. You know, and... And I think it's great that, you know, they didn't treat you differently. They they, they recognize that this is this Valerie. She's got a really She's still here. Terrible uh, diagnosis, yeah. but still Valerie. And, yeah. You know. And I I have had so much support. I also recently wrote emails to friends back in Indiana that I used to work with at BMS uh-huh. and that and I t- they didn't know and I all the people from college sorority and I find, and all of them I said, please tell others. I can't tell it's the whole world. It's a big burden on you. I'm to, not going yeah, to put it on Facebook. Yeah. But yet what I don't want to do, what I don't, I had a high school reunion, uh, 45, last summer. I told my friend Joan, tell everyone, because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you just relive it. And it's such a horrible diagnosis that it, what works, I actually have a set email that I kind of cater to people that explains it. Mm. And the core part is the same. And I send them an email first. I'll tell them, can I have your email? And I send it to them. Can you tell Valerie is in logistics? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell yes. she's an engineer? I'm an engineer. I do this very efficiently. <laughs> methodically. And methodically. And I have all those letters all oh filed. Oh, God. Um, but, uh, yeah, letter one, letter two. Letter, yeah. <laughs> but um, it helps them absorb it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'll come back and they'll go, oh, my, I'll talk to you in a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, Let's them do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. well, but you know, you know, this sort of goes back to what I just said the other day. I mean, a moment ago, it yeah. was, you know, that kind of gives you an additional burden to not only have to take care of self care, but you're taking care of 
everybody else's feelings in learning about what's happening to you. And, you know, you've handled that really well, but that's a lot on somebody. And I, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and college shows and stuff about people with cancer and, you know, the burden on the sick person to have to, and I don't even think of you as a sick person, but you have, you are, you know, yeah, yeah, the worst, Um, you know, but it just adds an additional burden that they don't really need right now. Um, Dr. Elman, my doctor, we asked her about the last time, Uh and she said, in general, not to be negative, but people think of themselves. Mm -hmm. And she said, because I told her about, my last appointment was December 1st, and I told her about telling everybody last fall, and she said, um, she you could be a neurologist. That's exactly (laughs) what she said is that people's first thought is themselves in because it's natural. Mm-hmm. It's natural. And so every time you tell people, you have to deal with not only you, but them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I... But the only thing is, I don't like it when people hear it from other people, and that's because they're afraid to say something to me. Mm-hmm. When I tell them that yeah. you get a chance to... to we are direct now Mm -hmm. we can say it Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing that is it's you know I can't fix this no um but but COVID has been my friend because I can sit there on uh zoom or teams Mm -hmm. and we're doing the same work work. and Valerie's still working holy crap (laughs) but um, as you say I mean you're a productive, you're a naturally hardworking person, and that's been actually a salvation. If right, it in a wasn't way, for right? work, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just don't. I have not become actively involved in the ALS society because I don't want to pre-live what those last, you know, months or whatever will be. So I'm trying to not. Um, I'm trying to be today, mm-hmm. and and when I walk across the room and I feel myself, on one hand, I have felt my limbs losing energy, losing, I don't feel like I did in August. On the other hand, I say, but I can walk across the room, mm-hmm. and I have to I have to do that. Yeah, focus on yeah. The, what, you, what you can do and yeah. what your capabilities are. Yep. Um, I know that you've, uh, you know, adopted new sort of things at home that have oh, yeah. actually helped your abilities too. Um, and yeah. I actually enjoyed this; was fun. We rode up this, <laughs> we rode up the stairs together. Uh, <laughs> My stair glide. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. And the one thing you have to watch, very very much so in the beginning, uh, is making sure you don't fall. Mm-hmm. So we immediately put a stair glide, you know, the chair that goes up. Mm-hmm. And we do have a picture of Sheila sitting in my lap. And, we're going, and we both have a glass of wine. In and we, head, we do, we do. <laughs> and uh, believe me, my granddaughters, they love the thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, the grandkids. Oh, oh, my yes. gosh. But, uh, Grandma has a ride in yeah. her house. <laughs> but we have, um, you know, you have to, we put hand railings in anywhere there, there were even two steps mm-hmm. into the backyard on the side um, making sure that I don't fall mm-hmm. I have these orthotics I have canes of all sorts of glam um, 
Um, I purchased rollators, which is like a walker on wheels. Mm -hmm. I have them in the house now. I don't take them out, but I can see that I'm not far from rollating out. Uh, like if I if I were to go to a museum, I can't stand that long. Mm -hmm. So the rollators have a seat, mm -hmm. and I got that. Mm -hmm. The very biggest thing um, that we did was we built an ADA room, and we're very fortunate to be able to do that, an ADA room onto our first floor. Mm -hmm. Our master bathroom was, it's a step-in shower now, mm -hmm. um, which is great, mm -hmm. and it has, has a built-in bench and had a hand sprayer. So it, I would have had to convert that. Mm -hmm. All that's done. But there will come a time when I won't be able to do that and um, so we built a bedroom, and with, you know, with ALS, the bathroom has to be able to wheel in with a wheelchair, mm -hmm. the shower, um, a full Toto washlet toilet. Oh, my God. The toilet talks to you and tells you bedtime stories. Uh, it's no, it does <laughs> But the lid opens up. An amazing toilet. Yeah. But it does uh, do a lot of washing, whereas... I will have a full-time caregiver, mm. and that kind of activity, you know, it, it takes it out of the equation for cleanliness. Mm -hmm. um, so, but even the ceiling has to have extra support because there'll be, for lack of a better term, a crane that has to pick me up out of bed. I will have a hospital bed. Uh, next to the bed, we added extra outlets for all the machines. Uh, we had a gentleman who does this. Um, we've got that all done now. Um, I you mean Howard or oh Howard, <laughs> we yeah, love Jim. Jim and Valerie introduced us to Howard. Oh he's Howard's the best. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> and um, he'll build anything you want him to build, and, and he will do it. And during the pandemic <laughs> of when twenty one and twenty two, when nobody could get windows to save their souls. Howard got them all for us. Yep. He, he, oh, we love Howard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and there's other little things now. I can't, uh, my right hand, I'm really starting to lose control and strength in my right hand. I haven't been able to use, that's why I can't plug my brother. Right, yeah, for um, sure. I haven't been able to use uh, nail clippers. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, Occupational and physical therapists down at Penn, they show you all these tools. There's a little thing that suctions to the counter, mm -hmm. has a nail clipper bolted onto it. Mm -hmm. So I just have to push down. Mm -hmm. um, I bought pens. I'm going to bring Mork over to your house. Yeah, there you go. You might like that. My cat. Um, yeah. That might help me with his toenails. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. You know, there's a lot of things I... Oh, the, the thing that makes me the most sad is I started taking piano lessons about five oh, years ago. that's right. We've been hauling this grand piano around, and I thought, dang it, I'm going to learn how to play it, and I dearly, dearly love my teacher. But now my right hand doesn't have the energy to even hold over the piano, much less like play. Yeah, it's, yeah. And when I see Dr. Elman... And I've asked them, you know, can I build up my muscles? Mm -hmm. You know, that um, if she's very quick, no, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. um, 
she said, there is nothing you can do to change the course. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, God damn it. So um, if you exercise, I'm only allowed to exercise on a recumbent bike mm-hmm. because you sit back. Uh-huh. Nothing standing. Mm-hmm. And so... So you can do that. I didn't know. I, I'm allowed to. Okay. I said, so should I do that more often? Her comment was, uh, first of all, it's in the basement. It doesn't have a stair glide. Oh. But, but she even said... You should only exercise on that bike if it makes you feel mentally better. Mm-hmm. She said it will have no effect on on the disease. Because yeah. I thought maybe if I built my muscles up more. They do suggest stretching. Mm-hmm. And for anyone out there listening, if you're really good at like yoga, if you go on YouTube, there should be yoga for ALS. There should be. But there isn't. There was some chick that just kept yammering, and she drove me crazy. So I have a yoga app, Uh and I found one for relaxation. Uh It's the same stretches, Mm -hmm. and it's all on the floor. So I do it 15 minutes. but uh, Because just stretching and counting to 30 bores me to death. Yeah. (laughs) But somebody should, yeah, somebody should invent that or create that mm-hmm. right? because the stretching helps alleviate or relieve or minimize the twitching my muscles twitch mm-hmm. and right now my eyebrows have been twitching in the last um, couple of weeks um twitching and cramping mm-hmm. um if if i go to unscrew something often my hand will get caught oh yeah mm-hmm. and um i'm familiar with that phenomenon yeah. just from arthritis so yeah you've got that exactly in yeah. yeah i got in space stretching helps with that okay um i've also done uh voice banking through pen um when I'm no longer able to speak, you see people with the laptops and they look with their eyes and uh-huh. some computer talks. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, service. It's voice banking. I read over 400 phrases before my tongue started being lousy. It was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Into the computer. They're all banked mm-hmm. so that hopefully my computer voice will sound like me mm-hmm. or more like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So wow. that's... So what they have, oh, I also, we gave away our golf clubs, our bicycles. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not allowed to bicycle. But we were able to give them to the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, that's nice. And the golf clubs went to First Tee of Trenton. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice. Uh, Our art trainer in our basement, which is a beautiful piece of equipment, last uh, Saturday, a young gal from work, she said she'd love it. She and her fiance and dad came and took the whole thing apart oh, and wow. took it out. So, so Jim doesn't use that anymore. No, he's not. Uh, his knee. Oh, interesting. I which didn't is why he has a recumbent bike. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, well, it's good somebody took it. it yeah, we've enjoyed. Well, Valerie is a big supporter of yeah. the Girl Scouts yeah, and then yeah. the big home front. She's a yeah. philanthropist yeah. Uh, through and through. So it's, it's been fun. Um, I gave. I can't knit. My hands can't knit. Mm-hmm. I gave away my sewing machine to, and all my, I can't even use my right hand to sew on a button, mm-hmm. but Homefront has sewing space where they teach the homeless Aww. women to sew. Do they? And um, to, you know, to learn that kind of mm-hmm. skill. Mm-hmm. And so I gave my sewing machine and everything, every thread, everything, 
And then when a woman is done with the sewing class, she'll get to have that sewing machine. Oh, that's great. Because yeah. there's no sense in keeping it. Definitely. And and I feel good that somebody gets to use it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, um, and some people could might benefit from this, you know. As Again, I, I, I'm not getting competition. No, somebody no, with cancer. I agree, I, but, I, but I, I agree with you. All of those have treatments. So, yeah, <laughs> so coping mechanisms. I mean, I know yeah. that you can never, I can't even imagine it's ever off your mind. No, it's not. Of course not. Um, so, you know, I know you drink wine. She yeah. she drinks wine. Yeah, I do. And she loves sports. Yeah. Football and football. Yeah, <laughs> my Purdue Boilermakers won last night. That's yes. cool, yeah. But um, um, it's tough. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Even. First of all, I am in the pharmaceutical business, and um, I take an antidepressive and an anti-anxiety in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my work helps me, you know, definitely cope. Mm-hmm. But um, I do get anxiety. Oh, good I, lord! Yeah. It, you oh, know, you just God. go. Anytime I walk across the room, and you think. I used to be able to do this, mm-hmm. and it's a mind blower. I will have to admit, you know, um, I like a glass of wine in the evening. It's more yeah. of a relaxing, sure. yeah, of course, um, mode. You know, it is funny. We talked about this the other night. It's like I got a thing the other day. It's time for your colonoscopy. You know, I just don't need to worry about that. Even my eye doctor, I have glaucoma. And it's, you know, a slow progression. I mean, he still treats me, but mm-hmm. we all know that's the least of my worries. At least worries. your worries, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, it's tough. Um, that work keeps my mind off of it. And I try to yeah. focus. We scheduled another cruise for the first two weeks in March. I'm a little anxious about it because I know I'm not going to have anywhere near the mobility I had in August. Yeah, when you went to the Leaning Tower. Of yeah, Pisa and all that. I I can't do what I did just in August, mm-hmm. but I have to focus on that. We have a family vacation, our kids, grandkids, uh, this summer, and I love it because they'll all haul me around. The house mm-hmm. that we rent has an elevator. I just have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... You, know, you go to cut food, yeah. and I have to use my left hand, push my right. I can't squeeze toothpaste anymore. I can't. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, and each day, I'm sure you're measuring it against yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they do have a scale. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. An ALS scale, and I've been very slow moving. I have to admit, then I recently have been on the ALS support group, and seeing people who are diagnosed and are gone in a year, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful. Um, I'm very thankful that if you got to have this, it's slow. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful I have, I mean, there's a woman who has two little kids and is a single mom and can't afford short-term disability. And who's going to take care of her? Mm-hmm. And my husband drives me everywhere. He's so great. And my kids and my coworkers and my wonderful friends, we were able to build that room. Mm-hmm. We have traveled so extensively. 
And so in that case, what I've been trying to do is tell people, don't put things off. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, I'm so glad we didn't. Mm -hmm. I was never in an airplane to travel till I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I did jump out of one when I was a sophomore. Perfectly good airplane. Perfectly good. <laughs> I went skydiving. Uh, I had too much to drink, and I signed up, and there you go. But I did it. Well, you're still alive to tell us tales. I'm still alive. <laughs> we got that going for us. But I never traveled until I was an adult. Mm -hmm. But you can, and and I'm very grateful you know, I'm sad that I won't see my grandchildren grow up, but there are so many with this disease who won't see their children. Mm -hmm. And it's a very unfair disease. It hits people of every age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why? You why? Know, why? Where does it come from? Why? You know, it's not like you did anything to cause it. It's no. just like out of the... And, and so blue. that's the other part, is the coping with what in the world did I do? But then you have to walk away from that and say, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Just some shitty cards got dealt. And, and that's why I also tell people, take care of your health, of what you can control. Right. Exercise, eat right, if, you know, whether it's whatever you control you should fix it or you know do it yeah, or whatever absolutely because you could get dealt this mm -hmm. and there's not a thing no you did or can do no yeah and so at least i know i didn't do anything to cause this mm -hmm. you know my stepdad died of cancer but he smoked 40 years mm -hmm. and that's why he died i mean it's clearly mm -hmm. connected right. yeah mm -hmm. I didn't do anything, mm -hmm. and so, but I'm very grateful for the wonderful friends and family, colleagues, everybody's been so supportive. It's it's not that it's too much, but it's like, but boy, it's better than the alternative. Mm -hmm. Everybody has been so helpful, and there are so many people who don't have that. No support system at all. None. Yeah. yeah. What is that woman with two kids yeah. going to do? Is she going to have a five-year-old taking her to the bathroom? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And she can't afford a, a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that, yeah. yeah I guess, I mean, I yeah. guess it's all relative. And, yeah, uh, and I think that's a really good parting thought yeah. for you, you know, to, to the listeners. It's appreciate what you have. Yes. Even, even Valerie, who yeah. has received the worst diagnosis, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's it's short and it's but it's. I just tell people, don't have regrets. Um, I'm not particularly religious at all, uh, even in the least. But uh, the serenity of uh, accept things I can't, change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's so true. Yeah. Be charitable, help the next generations, travel wherever the hell you want to go, mm -hmm. and and by the way, if you just Want to drive to the beach? Then go to the beach. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to be a worldwide traveler if you don't want it. But don't say, I'm going to do this in my retirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you just don't know. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. And you just don't know. Yeah. So. Well, I really, I've, it's 
great of you to <laughs> be brave enough to tell your story. Well, I, I'll so tell the uh, audience, did. Sheila asked me a long time ago, but I told her I couldn't until I told everyone at work. Right. Because I was afraid somebody to hear it. Mm-hmm. And um, so now that I've told everyone at work, I said, okay, now we can do this. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you did. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot more, you know, because I'm one of those people. It's like, ooh, you feel a little nervous about asking yeah. the questions and stuff. And so, you know, in in the guise of a podcast, I'm yeah. able to, you know, actually yeah. to dig yeah. deeper. And I'm really, I thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. And I love you, Valerie. Love you. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And I hope that you take away some very important lessons from today's conversation. And um, until next time, stay connected.